Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. My name is Chuck Curlin and we are connecting with Family Services of Montgomery County. And with us from Family Services of Montgomery County is Taylor Hayes along with Tanya McRae. Ladies, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having us. First off, I think I will direct my first question to you, Tanya. Give us an idea of like what reentry of Family Services is all about. Okay, well, um, I do case management for our Montgomery County Reentry Initiative, and I get the opportunity to, to go into the correctional facility and I meet our clients and we do a wellness plan to see exactly what they need services, where they need help in. So I go in, meet with them um, when they're released. I then do uh, intense case management. Now, um, Taylor, you as well are pretty familiar with because you are now the supervisor, that is correct? Yes. And Tanya is the coach. What are the differences between your positions? Um, nothing, actually. We're more of a team than a supervisor. We all meet daily and talk about all the problems we're facing, all the issues, struggles, just to um, try and work as a team yeah. to have them be successful. Right. Um, I did exactly what she does, and I still do it. I mm -hmm. still have a smaller caseload than her, for mm -hmm. sure, but... Um, we just work as a team. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's why having both of you here today is fantastic for our viewers because they'll get an idea of what reentry and what it's all about to be a part of um, this service here in Montgomery County. Now, uh, you talked about how the service works. Someone that's in need of this, how are they initiated to get involved? Well, for us now, they're either referred to us by other collaborative members in the community or through Montgomery County Correctional Facility. Uh, a bunch of them come through my parenting program that right. me and my supervisor facilitate, Elisa mm -hmm. McBride. Um, we go into Montgomery County Correctional Facility twice a week, so we get to really know all the clients there. That's pretty neat. Tanya, how did you get involved um, with Family Services? Actually, Elisa McBride came to my uh, children's elementary school years ago. Oh, my God, this has to be maybe uh, 18 years ago and did a facilitated a parenting program. And my husband and I was there. And so when I was uh, taking classes at Montgomery County Community College and had to do an internship, immediately she came into mind. She was just so amazing. And I said, I wanted to do my internship there. And I talked to her and she was like, yes, we would love to have you. And that's just how I, I started. Just amazing. That's a great, that, that yeah. is a great story though. Yeah. You, you did the initiative to get involved. Yes. You had the opportunity to intern and it turned into a full-time career. Into, yes. Yeah, yes. So a, a similar situation? Similar. Um, I was also in Grum County undergrad. And um, Kelly Brown, the director of programs and services, she's amazing. She came in and shared her story of family services and what they do and what they offer the community. And it was so inspiring. I knew then that's what I wanted to do. So three years later, I graduated and uh, called her, started my internship there. And from it's been 10 years next month. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So I could see there's a lot of passion between the two of you. You really enjoy what you're you're doing. What do you think that that is that gave you that passion to saying, I really enjoy that? You know, what was that one thing that said, this is something I really want to do? Just like seeing lives transform, 
um, just a passion to foster hope to people that don't have hope. You know, it, it, it's so um, discouraging for people sometimes when they've been incarcerated and they've burned bridges with family members and they really have nothing and they've lost their homes, they've lost custody to their children, they're dealing with mental issues or drug and alcohol. So just to, to be a beacon of hope and to say, hey, I'm in your corner, I'll walk along with you, um, whatever you need, I, I can try my best to, to get you to the resources you need. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of challenges yes. that come along with this. Yes. Um, being a coach is not always an easy thing because you want your team to listen and pay yeah. attention and follow the, yeah. the proper guidelines. And when they don't, it could be somewhat frustrating. Yeah, but just like Taylor said, with having a relationship with them from parenting classes from time to time, I, um, as a case manager, will pop up in the classes mm -hmm. and uh -huh. introduce myself and let them know when you're out, take my card, make sure you get in, in touch with me. I can help you with different uh, services that you, you need. So we foster a relationship even before their release. Yes. Ah. So they know to contact us and, and get in touch with us. Ah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So you're, you're already meeting them before they have, because it's got to be, uh, you, you think about it, there's got to be some trauma, especially for how long you've been incarcerated. If you've been in for a long time, you're yeah. being re-entried into society. You got to think, what am I going to do? Where am I going to do? Exactly. There must be a million things going yes. through your mind. Yes. You know, and there's psychology involved in here. Yes, yes. And, and the wellness plan um, asks questions about that, what they need. If they yes. need to go to Creative Health Central, all these places, behavioral health services, post-release. Mm -hmm. And we also just got awarded the Second Chance Act grant um, that will allow telepsych and tele-intake inside of Montgomery County Correctional Facility to get them these services prior to being released. Mm -hmm. Appointments set up, medication ready to go mm -hmm. um, so they, they can deal with these trauma. Mm -hmm. and, and even little uh, things like IDs. Yeah. Like a oh, lot yes. of our clients, they, they've lost their IDs, they've lost their birth certificate, their social security card, essential things to get a job. Yeah. So just having uh, assistance with that and paying that fee for them just totally makes a difference. Another great barrier is housing, you know, yeah. employment. There's just, the list goes on and on, but there's definitely some high top tier um, barriers that, yeah. that we really try to tackle head on when, when they're released. Well, I've heard of, uh, you, you hit a good point, housing. I've heard of halfway housing. Is that yes, something absolutely. that gets them acclimated into society and then they help them try to find permanent living? Absolutely. So housing is always a top barrier and uh, our ladies are trying to go back to safe and sober housing. That's very important, safe and sober. So we're working with community uh, partners uh, where we can help them to get into houses if they don't have like a security deposit or if they don't have the money to get into a recovery house we can pay for a couple of weeks or something like that so th those things are just so essential just for successful re-entry yeah. a lot of them yeah. don't have a safe place to go yeah wow. do a lot of them want to stay in the area when they're reintroduced into society or do they want to go somewhere different um some do want to go somewhere different but um probation, probation. they're on probation oh, okay. so each case is different um but more often than not they have to stay close by okay right? mm -hmm. yeah and how many different facilities are you working with where you have to visit on a frequent basis 
facilities, meaning uh, community partners, yeah. we, any and all in the a community. Lot of yes, them. we that, have a number yeah. of over 50 uh, community partners, uh, ranging from drug and alcohol treatments to mental health uh, facilities, uh, recovery homes, offices of children and youth. Yep. Um, you know, the, the county uh, assistance office, um, social Food security. Pantries. Yeah, uh, so yes. it just the list goes on and on, but we have great partners. Is there one that like, uh, do you deal, I know you're dealing stri strictly with women, do you deal more with adolescents or with adults? Well, we were only dealing with women with the Women's Reentry Initiative that was started in 2017, but we recently just um, brought in our services to men too. That was as of 2019. So we will be working with men and women, not us personally, right. but we hired two male case managers yes. for that position. Oh, yes. wow. Oh, that, and that's good then. So at least now everyone's going to be covered. Yes, yes. we're covering all men and women. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you'll be doing a lot of training as well. Yes. 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 Ah, that's a good thing. Yeah. So ladies, you gave us a good understanding of what Family Services offers here in Montgomery County. Um, one thing, though, that you did mention that I was curious, um, employment's a big thing when people are reentering into society. Are there any certain employers in the area that seem to welcome with open arms? Oh, absolutely. We have uh, good partners out there, second chance employers like ShopRite, uh, Baker's Industry, um, Arise. Um, some of these places do on-job training, and then they would actually help with job coaching and, and job placement once they're, they've completeted their training. So yeah, we have partners that and are- Manor, Main Manor Street Main Street, also, yeah. Um, does a training program as well. Yeah, yeah uh, something that struck my mind too as well is you might have certain uh, people that have been incarcerated for quite some time. Driving has to come into play, uh, transportation. Yes. Uh, one yes. Of our, how, how is that handled? I've always wondered because as you know, if you go on a trip, say you go on a, vacation for two weeks, you haven't driven your car for a while, you get a little rusty until you get your get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your reflexes back in order. How is that handled? Well, a lot of our clients, some of them don't even have, you know, transportation, their own vehicle. So we're able to help them with bus passes. Mm -hmm. And our facility actually just obtained two company cars. And so now we're able to like, actually drive our clients to appointments. So that helps a lot. And then we have some of our clients, their IDs or driver's license are, need to be restored. And so we help with the re restoration fees. So, you know, any way we can help, yeah. we're, we're trying to help with that transportation barrier. We're still working on it, but that's, that's a that's huge, a huge one. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. The, the ID is obviously huge too, because I know Pennsylvania, the state has a, re, um, Real ID initiative that's out too as yes, well. And that's yes, got to be because passports are coming into play. Yes, yes. How is that handled through uh, family services? Right now, just them getting their ID replaced. They're so grateful for that yes. and us helping them with that fee of 3150 or 3050. You know, when you're coming out of uh, the jail, you basically have nothing. You don't have your job yet. You're, you're rebuilding these uh, bridges. And so um, just being able to get the ID to get the job or to get, you know, the driver's license. Or a house, down, or an apartment. Oh, anything. yeah. 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 It's got to be, mm -hmm. it's got to be very uh, overwhelming. Sometimes, it, it, definitely. Yeah. And rewarding at yeah. the same time. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a good point, though, in terms of rewarding. Um, You've must, you've had a number of different cases. Can you share like a, a big success story that you felt that and you've personally felt rewarded by helping someone? Yeah, um, I had I 
I gained a relationship with one of our ladies in the jail. And um, when she got out, she had to go to a recovery house. And so we kept in contact. We made goals. Um, she was, uh, get, you know, getting her medication, getting her counseling. Uh, but her biggest barrier was housing. So she was literally homeless for months, bouncing from house to house to house. Her children, she had to, she actually had a case with uh, the offices of children and youth and other family members were, were helping her out with her children. But um, in order for that reunification to take place, she needed the housing. Wow. So one of the biggest things was one of our community uh, partners partnered with us and helped her to get her own home. So just within the last week, week, she had a key to her own apartment and it was just amazing. She is just so grateful for, you know, yeah. that opportunity that didn't exist for her for all these months. Yeah. And, and she was able to be reunited, I guess, with her and children as a, well. Yes, right. Yes. So it was a win-win all the way around. Yes. That had to be such an emotional experience. Yes, it was. And, and, and she's taking training classes. She's working. She's getting to her uh, AA meetings and um, her counseling meetings. She's back in school. And she's volunteering at a yeah, pantry so she's, every she's Monday. doing amazing. Oh, wow, that she's is amazing. amazing. Yeah, so. yeah you're, you're mentioning all these different services. So when someone is reintroduced into society, I, I guess it's highly recommended for them to get involved in certain things oh. just to stay on track. Absolutely. And we follow the CTI case management model, which is basically intensive case management for a short period of time. And the first 30 days are known to recidivate, meaning they will reoffend, get a technical violation and go back to Montgomery County Correctional Facility. And we want to stop that. Yeah. So we're working with them three, four or five times a week, whether that be in person, over right. the phone, whatever yeah, text it is. Text messages, yeah. Yeah. Uh, emails. Are they, do they share with you the reason why they were incarcerated and why they're out? Because it can't be a major offense. They had, they, there couldn't be like a, a conviction of murder. Or they would not be getting yeah. out. Most they, of the times it's petty crimes. Is that yeah. good, a good way to put it? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're pretty honest. And they're pretty honest. You know, we get to know them. They start to trust us. They open up more and, and they see our genuineness and know that we're there to help. So yeah, they're they're pretty honest with letting us know for the most part. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I would assume that someone that's in for drug and alcohol abuse, theft is probably one of the biggest reasons why yes, they're incarcerated because they, mm -hmm. they have that uh, addiction and they're just, right. just right. any way to get what yeah. they need and that's what they wind up doing. Yeah. Um, the services that they need all range, more often than not, there are drug and alcohol issues. So. Um, we encourage them to go to any meetings they can, get any services post-release that right. will address these issues so they don't have to do any of these crimes to go back. Yeah. Right. Have you either one of you dealt with uh, repeat offenders where it's like, oh, yeah. I can't believe you're back here again? How is that handled? Well, we keep encouraging them that, thank God, you're still alive. Yes. You're here because some of our clients are like have some situations where it's like near death. Uh, we've had clients that have OD'd and uh, we've gone to visit them at the hospital and we're like, just thank God you're still here. You know, your children need you, your family need you. And they've come close to life, their life ending and just another opportunity just to be able to, another you know, chance. another chance mm -hmm. is, is just, but then the Priceless. rewarding again, yes, <laughs> mm -hmm. is when you see them over and over again, and then eventually they get that apartment, 
They right. get their kids back. They build relationships with whoever they're fa- parenting their children yeah. with. And it's, it's like absolutely amazing right. to watch that because we saw them suffer for years. Right. And it's, yeah. that proves that you never give up. Yes. You never know. Yeah, I, I'm curious, how long is the relationship that you have with some of these people? Is it something that you might deal with for a year? Could it be two, three years down the line? Is there a time frame? Well, there yeah. is. Okay. Uh, there is. The CTI model is roughly nine months. Okay. But that being said, we're social workers at heart. So yeah. if they do call us and they have a tragedy or a crisis or yeah. whatever the case may be, of course, we're going to help them or we'll refer them out. We may not open up another intensive case management right on them, but we will still help them always. Another one of our community partners is Cradles to Crayons. And this is an organization that help us to obtain um, gently used clothing, Mm -hmm. uh, coats, shoes, baby baby equipment uh, for our clients' children. So, you know, with them um, not having um, anything for their families at some times, something as little as that, you know, being able to bring diapers, you know, yeah. uh, and such a costly. Yeah. yeah. And we have clients that call through. and mm-hmm. say, I'm paying the electric, the rent, mm-hmm. my car payment. I have nothing extra. Right. Can you order another order of right. cradles for me? And we, and we gladly do, do that, deliver it to them, you know. Get to, we get to meet their families. A lot of our clients have uh, parents that are raising mm-hmm. their children mm-hmm. while they're incarcerated. So we also uh, foster a relationship with them as well. And uh, they come to look to us to help for help. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, it's, it becomes like a whole family unit support of whatever system. we can do to support you while your child is incarcerated with this grandson or granddaughter. We're there. Wow, that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. One thing that I wanted to ask was, what is the caseload like for for family services? Well, it's quite quite large because the need is so great. So our caseload is always fluctuating. Um, It could be twenty five to thirty clients that we're dealing with and families. At a, time. De- at a time that we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is, is there any type of like resource, resource guide yes. that's put aside for that? Yes. We have a resource guide that entails a number of services uh, ranging from inpatient, outpatient, um, food pantry, clothing, uh, closets, um, mommy and me programs, rehab, um, 12 step programs, 12 steps programs uh, just a variety of different services, the, the local library, you know, what have you, any kind of services that are available in Montgomery County is pretty much uh, centered in that resource guide. And, and it's, it's always being updated. It's like a, a living document. Ah, <laughs> I gotcha. How, how about um, the funding for all this? Where does a lot of it come from? Are there fundraisers or is it tax dollars, how is it all incorporated? No, so we have um, Kelly Brown, our grant writing extraordinaire. She writes grants for different programs that we have, but we also, as a agency, not only just reentry, but family services deals, works with children, older adults, families. So we have a lot of different programs ranging from 
parenting programs on the community. We have um, older adult services such as Meals on Wheels. Yeah. Last year alone, they delivered over 80,000 meals to the community oh, in Montgomery that. County, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they're all through volunteers. Mm -hmm. So um, we're always looking for volunteers for that. Mm -hmm. So and that's out of our Pottstown office. We have a Pottstown office and an Eagleville office. Mm -hmm. um, we also have different CTC, Norristown CTC is communities that care. We have one in Cheltenham and they're engaging um, the youth mm -hmm. to prevent abuse, drug abuse, violence, things like that. Mm -hmm. So some of the fundraisers we do as a whole would be Grease Band. That's every fall. Mm -hmm. And then there's one in the spring called Cocktails for a Cause. So there's different ways people can help out and donate to our agency. Um, they can go to our website, which is www.fsmonco.org, or they could give us a phone call, 610-630-2111. I'm curious, you mentioned volunteers, because I didn't know that you could volunteer to deal with people that, I guess, are coming out of incarceration. Is there a training program that they'd have to go through? I believe there is, and that's out of the Pottstown office, and yeah. Ruth Hood is the supervisor for that. It was amazing. So if you want to reach out to that, she'd be more than happy to help you through that process. Yeah, because the, the two of you were both interns, so I'm yes. sure you, you're very big advocates for that because it turned into a career. It sure yes. did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm one to learn for the, on the job, so I just <laughs> put me to work. That's how I like it. So w when people are interning, are they majoring in a specific like criminal justice? Or are they social work? What are they normally uh, majoring social. in school? Social work, yeah. human services human related services. field. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just amazed with all the stuff that we have yeah. them ride along with different home visits they go on yeah. or things like that. Uh, that would be neat like uh, that to experience and see yeah, what that's like because exactly. that's what you do on a daily basis. And like you mentioned, your workload's pretty intense. Yes. So yes. you're dealing with a yeah, lot right, of people on a right. daily basis, different personalities. Different personalities it's yeah. not an easy task. It's, it's not. Yeah. But you had a really good story of an intern we just had recently who had actually gone through some of the process herself. So she went along with her and yeah. to a difficult situation and right. she was able to actually encourage the client yes, to make the advocate. right choice. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Just share her own experience with a recovery house that she had success with. And she was able to refer the same place. And uh, this person was all excited and gung-ho, like, oh yeah, I want to go there. I want to give it a try. Now, so, yeah. you know, at first she was very hesitant. And after speaking to this intern, she had a totally different yeah. attitude about it. It's yeah. similar to like when we have guests on this program, they're very nervous at first. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not used to being in front of a television oh, camera. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everything seems to fall into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but she was amazing. So yeah. um, not everybody, you know, can speak to real life situations they've been through to help. But I'll tell you what, our team is not judgmental. Yeah at all and that's the one yeah. thing we get feedback from that we're just not we go into the jail and work with these ladies yeah. and soon to be men for the males but um and we're just there to help yeah. and they're so grateful somebody's there to help them no matter what no matter how many right. you know bridges they burned or whatever the case may be it has to be very intimidating especially the first time you walked into a jail to meet a specific client because you're in an unknown world and you're it it's got to be somewhat like you really reflect, I think, when you're walking into the facility. Yeah, I think of being a wife of a pastor. I like to foster like I'm I'm coming to help someone that, yeah. you know, that needs hope that 
hey, it's not going to always be like this. You're not always going to be in here. Right. You're going to have the opportunity to, to start all over again. And new beginnings are great yes. opportunities for a brand new start. So, yeah, at first it was intimidating yeah. a little bit because once I came into the parenting class with Elisa and Taylor and met these ladies just like myself, just wanted another opportunity. They just made a, a bad choice and just needed someone to believe in them again. And so I was glad to be a part of that team. Yes. And I'm honored to be at Family Services. Yeah. So once you gain that trust, I think things seem to fall into place. They exactly. Do. I think our yeah. first class that we have, they're like, what can these ladies do for us? You know, right. <laughs> and then, um, and we're just there to, you know, give them a hug. We're here. What yeah. can we do for you? Um, Elisa came up with this wonderful sign-in sheet and it's like your name and what do you need? Mm -hmm. And if we don't have the answers, we'll sure go try and find them and we'll bring you. them back next class. So mm -hmm. whatever your specific situation is, if you want questions about the foster care system mm -hmm. or recovery houses or a child situation going on, at home, write it down and we'll right. try and find some answers for you. Right. And that alone, go, you know, works yeah. wonders. They just want help. They just want somebody to be in their corner. And we are that. Uh, are, are a lot of the um, ladies that you deal with mothers to uh, the majority? Oh, yeah. A lot 99%. Of oh, it is. It is that I. Parenting yeah. responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I was mm -hmm. I, I was curious on how much they lean on you in reference to help parent their child because they're not with them at that time. So there must be a lot of um, emotional stress on their part because yeah. they're helpless right at that point right yes they are but there's always hope always and, it, hope. And, it, and unless it's a special circumstance there's always way you know you can fight and get them yeah. back like maria yeah. got a yeah. house some ladies are just trying to get visitations with their children you know uh, they may not have full custody but they're working on that process so that may start with supervised visitations that then go to overnight visitations mm -hmm. that eventually turns into you getting custody of your child again. So, you know, it, it, it is a process, but we're there to kind of, you know, help them along the way. Oh, okay. Some of them need legal um, representation. So we give them resources to legal aid and other um, uh, community partners that can help them with the legal side of it. Oh, that's, yeah. that's good. So that's one thing I think you've really hit home that family services offers an array yeah. of yes. advice, especially for oh, people yeah. for reentry. Absolutely. And that's key. So um, as we wind down the program, uh, I, I think it's safe to say anyone who's looking to get involved, how would you advise them to go uh, to contact Family Services? Would you recommend them to go to the website or give you a direct call? Uh, website, direct call. And we also have a Facebook page. Um, um, so you could go on Facebook. I know that's a new up and coming thing, social yeah. media. And we're on there. We're posting flyers every time we get them um, of what is going on in the community that can help. So the Facebook seems to be um, Absolutely. frequently updated yes. too. Yes. Every day. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Well. I have to say it was an honor and a pleasure to meet both of you because you're so passionate in what you yes. do. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing what Family Services does here in Montgomery County. Thank you thank for having you us. So much. From all of us here at UMGA TV, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thank you for watching this edition of Community Connections.